Hello, I'm William Stewart, co-founder of Telios. Welcome back to this podcast on the major themes of scripture. <clears throat> I got to tell you, scripture is great stuff. And when you put them together in themes, it gives us the power to know God, know our salvation, and uh, or have confidence in our salvation, and to know how to live the Christian life. <clears throat> That's the purpose of this podcast, is to impart to you over a few months the major themes of Scripture so you will have confidence in your relationship with God and know how to walk Christian walk uh, based in Scripture. So as reminded last week, we gave a basis for the podcast. I'll highlight again that this podcast is a biblical theology. So we're discussing Christian themes based purely on the Bible. So we're not looking at traditions of certain theologians or denominations. Everything is coming right from Scripture. If, if, if it's a theme <clears throat> that all Christians should agree upon, uh, especially around the uh, person uh, and the work and the deity of Christ, <clears throat> then I, I will tell you that. If it's something we don't know, I'll tell you that as well. Or if there it's controversy on a certain topic. I'll give you my opinion and why, based in Scripture, <clears throat> but tell you also it's controversial and, in short, what that uh, other argument may be. So you can make up your own mind. I'm not trying to make you me. I want each of you to be a well-versed, no pun intended, uh, Bible meister that really knows Scripture and knows how to serve God. So. This podcast is intended to be um, an efficient <clears throat> um, imparter of God's word. It'll last. It has an endpoint when we get through the uh, discourse. And uh, otherwise, at that point, you can hopefully, again, have that confidence that um, uh, you do know Scripture very well and, and, and have confidence in knowing God, Christ, and, and living the Christian life. We take uh, at Telios, and the podcast is sponsored by Telios, Inc., a foundation uh, for which, again, I'm a co-founder, my wonderful wife, Jeanette, uh, that we purpose to be a resource for believers of Christian knowledge uh, based in the Bible and to teach God's Word. So we take uh, God's Word in a normal, literal fashion. So God's Word is there to present the plan of God and salvation. <clears throat> It talks about a lot of topics for which it is true and what it addresses. But, of course, it doesn't address <clears throat> everything that we know in life. It would just be uh, <clears throat> too huge of a uh, volume to do that. It wouldn't even fit on our droids and iPhones. Okay, last week we talked about the gospel. Started off the bang. So remember, uh, the gospel is simply four easy steps. Try to remember this again so you can, if you need it, you can repeat it to yourself and know that you're saved. Or even better, <clears throat> tell it to somebody else. Step one, man sin. Step two, uh, man deserved punishment by a righteous God because of their sin. Step three, God being a loving God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross and resurrect to a new life that we could have forgiveness of our sins and our punishment paid for by Jesus. Step four, we 
we activate or make this forgiveness efficacious by simply believing by faith alone uh, that Christ died on the cross for us and resurrected. That's it. That's how we know we're saved. We've trusted God for our salvation through his forgiveness, knowing that he resurrected. Okay, today, new material, we're going to open uh, the series of uh, podcasts on the nature of our great salvation. And, and this is really important. It's uh, So often I, I think people, when they become saved and believers, think, well, it, it's just like crossing the street to get the mail. You cross over and, and, and since become a Christian, and gee, then maybe you can cross back over to the other side. You do too many sins, uh, or as some people believe, you can give your salvation back to God. Just cross back over to the other side of the street. As simple as that. You go back and forth across the street and back. It's not like that. That's not what Scripture says. And, and so I, what that sort of thinking builds insecurity and doesn't take into account the sufficiency of Christ's sacrifice on the cross and God's promises to us in salvation. And that's what I want to cover in this next few chapters for the purpose that you really understand how great and wonderful our promises are to salvation. So what we're going to discuss today is the cross. What did Christ affect at the cross? So when we came to believe we were partaking of what Christ did on these four on four issues or actions or, or uh, ways that scripture uh, shows how Christ affected salvation <clears throat> for us on the cross. So these are big words, but you, um, you've probably heard them all before. We're going to go into try to explain them. So I use a mnemonic to remember these words. P-R-R-S, write down the alphabet. <clears throat> so let's start with the first one. Christ was a propitiation when he died on the cross. And what that's a Latin term for satisfaction. And we gained this uh, term from 1 John 2, 2 and Romans 3, <clears throat> verses 25, 26. <clears throat> it's important, meaning because God being a righteous God demanded punishment. But the punishment had to be a worthy enough punishment to cover all the sins, a satisfactory punishment. And that's what Christ was. He was sinless. He, he was God. He is God. And so it was God and man. <clears throat> okay, so man, a man had to die, take man's sin. So was, and we'll talk about this in future episodes. <clears throat> God and man, a perfect sacrifice as typed in the uh, sacrifices in, at the tabernacle in the Old Testament, that would be a perfect lamb, uh, that um, <clears throat> there had, had to be a satisfactory sacrifice on our behalf. And that's what Christ was. It was a satisfactory sacrifice for Christ, our propitiation. Okay, that's the first one. Second is redemption. Christ redeemed us. At the cross, redeem means to buy. Uh, it comes from the Greek word apolotrosis, so to, to lose from. It meant either to purchase or to ransom. Uh, we get this um, most notably from Ro uh, Romans 3, 
of, again, verses 25, uh, 24, 25, and 26 uh, talks about our great redemption, among other verses. So how does this work? Well, we owe, because of our sin, we owe God that punishment uh, because, and we were bound by our sin and our punishment. So Christ's death purchased us from our sin or ransomed us. Held, we are held captive by our sin. He ransomed us from our sin. So we were basically then set free. Okay. So propitiation, P, redemption, R. Then there's reconciliation, the second R. So as unbelievers in sin, there was enmity between God and man. God can't tolerate sin. Man is sinful. So there's a, there's a, they're enemies um, by their very nature. Or man's very nature is sin, and we'll cover man's nature in a future episode. <clears throat> God is righteous. So there was a peace, there was enmity, but God, Christ's death on the cross reconciled, and, and literally in the Greek, it's like a kind of lotso, um, or Kadalazzo, basically meaning change, with a couple, one or two prepositions emphasizing the amount of change, the huge amount of change um, that God affected through the cross, reconciling us in our relationship to Himself, God, by Christ's death. So we were reconciled. We were the ones who were changed, not God. And thus, relationship being reconciled, there's now Peace, not enmity. There's peace between God and man. So this is discussed, um, oh, in great <clears throat> verses at the second half of uh, Ephesians two, second half of um, <clears throat> Colossians one, uh, the end of Second uh, Corinthians five, as well, and also in Romans five. Wonderful concept. Okay, initiation. Redemption, reconciliation, PRR, and leaves S, substitution. This is discussed in Mark 10.45 and also in 1 Peter 3.18. So this is the idea that man, having sin, deserved punishment. Yet Christ is a judge, John 5, declared us guilty. But then stood up, laid off his judge's robe, came around in, in front of the judge's desk, in a sense, and stood between that desk and us and substituted himself for us for that punishment. But we did serve the punishment. We were guilty that he substituted himself in graciously taking that punishment. Okay, so let's review. Propitiation. Christ was a satisfaction for God's righteousness and demand for punishment. Redemption, Christ bought us or ransomed us from sin on the cross. Reconciliation, Christ reconciled that relationship between God and man by his death on the cross. And substitution, he took our place in receiving the punishment that we deserve. P-R-R-S. Now this is, I got this list from Charles Ryrie, a great a theologian who taught for many years at Dallas Theological Seminary. 
and uh, he has a couple really good theologies. Uh, he and I will sort of explain things in a different way oftentimes, but this is a good list and uh, you can find these on Amazon as a short version and a um, and a longer version. Both are very good. He's, he's a pretty, for a theologian, he's a pretty succinct writer. Charles Ryrie, R-I, excuse me, R-Y-R-I-E. And uh, you may find uh, his theology, I think it's just called basic theology, uh, very helpful. You can get it used pretty cheaply. Okay, thanks for joining me today. This is such wonderful material. Uh, please join us next time. We'll begin then at, at the chronological beginning of our salvation, the plan of salvation, <clears throat> work through up to the cross where we believe, where we just were today, what Christ affected on the cross, and we believe <clears throat> this is what we were believing in, and then work our way towards end times. Glad you're here. Hope you'll come back. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.